Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Jason from Frozen Carbonite, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Patrick Chicago. This week, two heavy video parts, Mason Silva's Nike part and Andrew Reynolds' full street part on Instagram dropped. So, you know, we got to talk up about those. But first, Clive Singleton, one of the most interesting and outspoken pros ever, has been having a uh, renaissance of sorts after dropping dropping out of the public eye or whatever the skate version of the public eye is for a while. Mike, what is it that makes Clyde stand out after almost 30 years in the game? It's 30 years in the game. It's a long time. Yeah. Obviously a ripper, at least for like the first 15 years of that. Rode for some good companies back when, 101, 23, like aesthetics. That's that's pretty heavy right there. But I'd say more so, and I mean, you touched on it, Jason, in the intro, like he's a personality. Um, he never came off as trying to be the air quote funny skater. And I definitely use that as a pejorative term. But he's like a legitimately funny person, which is a different gear, a totally different like country than funny skater. And um, I mean... Part of, part of the reason he came up, Patrick mentioned him on, on Twitter last week because Clyde's Corner is a thing that Transworld's doing again. And he writes actual funny stuff. And, um, you know, we're all writers here. We all know that's really difficult. I think he's just, you know, compelling personality with an edge, too. Like, none of his writing, you know, is just straight up simple. You know, he's, there's there's a lot to him. So I think uh, I think that's why he's endured. What What got you so sparked? Uh, last week on Twitter, Patrick, about Clyde. I was re-watching Trilogy. I was spurred by the the ongoing uh, skate video bracket. And I said, you know what, let me dive back into Trilogy and also 20-shot sequence. And the thing about Clyde is that I never forgot how good he was um, or how animated he was. I think it was just, I mean, it's, it's, it's the political moment that we're in. And, and Clyde is a dude who is unabashedly black, always has been, right? And in the 1990s, you know, I bought this up 511 times and not even been on the show that long. But in the 1990s, it was still very much perceived as, hey, yo, man, what you doing that white boy? You know, what, that, that's skateboard. That's for white boys. And Clyde, he was Clyde, loud in your face and very much like your cool cousin, you know? Yeah. You had like the young rippers who were pretty much like keeping their heads down, doing anything like LeVar and such. But Clyde was like your cool, loud, outspoken cousin. And... An amazing skater, too. Like, good style, excellent pant game. I mean, actually, phenomenal. His baggy pants game is still fire. And I think what made him so interesting, too, was that um, he was super honest at a time where the gravy train was in full effect. He was calling people out. He was calling tricks illegal. He was complaining about stuff. He was complaining about pay. He was complaining about industry politics at a time where nobody wanted to rock the boat. And he was a big supporter. I'm sure it still remains a big supporter of a skaters union. There's like now there's a little bit more space for that, especially in the, you know, the era of social media. But back then it was just kind of like Clyde and Big Brother. I mean, I was like, wow, I can't believe this guy is saying all these things and being so in your face. Also, the fact that dude cheated death multiple times. Yeah, fell off a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> he's sober now, but like I, I think <laughs> it's amazing, like what he has survived. I mean, just like the wild stories that he would have, and like the kind of situations he would get himself into. And it's interesting too that because his latest Clyde's Corner in Transworld, he talks about how, how you know 
I used to be convinced that only crazy things happened to me. It was because I was drunk or because I was drunk or only crazy things happened. That's what he says. But no, I, I think he, he's a unique He's a unique character. We all have friends and family like this. People who they're like Zeeling. They they're everywhere at once. They are. They happen <laughs> to be there when things just go off. Mm-hmm. You know, like I saw the whole thing in front of my eyes. Real talk. Let me tell you. He's and he's his ability to really kind of make you to draw you in and his storytelling. Like you said, it's hard to be funny, um, but it's really hard to convey that on paper. Because he's such an animated guy, some people don't translate that well. But in writing, he's. Whew. But yeah. what about what about y'all? Did like uh, did did Clyde's Corner, you know, the return of Clyde's Corner, kind of spark something in your memories? Like, do y'all have like uh, some throwback memories of Clyde Singleton? Because he was not low either. He wasn't just like uh, he wasn't like a uh, I'm in the background, just like chilling. Oh, Clyde's on the team. No, it was like Clyde was on the team. Okay, we're gonna hear about it. Yeah, uh, along those lines, well store probably like the first couple weeks uh, i uh lived in new york he just randomly showed up at the cube at astor place you know he was mm-hmm. like you know what i mean he's like pretty much asking everyone like you got a cigarette you got a cigarette mm-hmm. and uh i don't know why i said this it's fucking stupid but i was like no nah, i don't smoke i uh, smoke weed though he was like you got weed i was like no nah, i don't got weed blah blah, blah. but um <laughs> yeah Clyde, <laughs> Clyde is interesting because like he had takes before having takes was a thing like mm-hmm. that, yeah it was you know what i mean like that uh one class corner article when he had, it was calling out like illegal tricks and the one i always remember was bennett grinds no not bennett grinds yeah bennett grinds barley grinds he's talking about those like he's just like done done the cool he was like put some leg on that grind i'm like yeah i was like put some leg on that front truck i'm like yeah damn it yeah <laughs> Um, also, like Wally's off of trees. That's a. I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah, incredibly prob- specific, but I, I, I kind of can't argue. You were probably saying probably his um even more so than his like video parts. I think I think his biggest contribution was his commentary on Twenty Shot in the World Box Set. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not familiar, around 2008, World or Dwindle came out with a DVD box set with. I think it was Rubbish Heap, Two Industry Men, Love Child, New World Order, 20 Shot, and Trilogy. And they got, like, a bunch of people to do commentary. They got, like, Rodney and Steve Rocco to do the Rubbish Heap commentary. That one's pretty funny, too. It's ba- it's basically, like, them literally giggling the whole time and saying, like, what the <laughs> fuck happened to that guy, you know? Yeah. But uh, I did, tw- did 20 Shot, and it's some of the funniest shit ever. Like he says, Lavar looks like Jamal Williams' kid. Blah blah blah. Like <laughs> it's hilarious. If you've never seen it, um, you're really missing out. Some, it's so, yeah, it's so crazy. Good. Some saint actually put it on YouTube, so uh, it's, it's there if you look for it. But I mean, yeah, Clyde, like riding for World when World was the shit. Like, um, yeah, he's in the cool G rap on the yeah, run, one on one section, doing yeah. the fakey heel. Like, yeah. I, I feel like touching on his skating is 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 worthwhile here. Like, yeah, I'm thinking of heel flip tricks, frontside heel over the table off flat and trilogy. I always thought he was going so slow for that, and yet just got right over it. It looked dope. Mm-hmm. And if I'm calling out one other trick that just seems impossible, is that frontside half cab nose slide on Hubba, where he yeah. comes out back to switch, and he got on like six inches from the top of the ledge, like where it starts going down. It's just. Definitely was a was a fakey master, as someone noted. Yeah, that's 
yeah. that trick is extra scary because you're basically like blindside. Know what I mean? Like you just yep. kind of have to estimate where the ledge is. Also, he did like a fake alley backside tailside, which is also crazy because like if you oh, yeah. if you don't pop high enough, like you just have to like dive to the ground or just like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah leg leg and hip the ledge and then yeah, dive like, to yeah. the ground. No, that was gnarly. Even though I think Jeremy Ray did it uh, in secondhand smoke a couple years before, it was still sick because that's like Jeremy Ray, you know. But um, hell yeah, no, Clyde was Clyde was on. I have a FTC postcard somewhere around here. Um, it's him just doing an ollie down. A, um, uh, what is it? I think it's like a, like a narrow stairwell. It was um, it was in the aesthetics. It was in Ride or Die. Um, and it's super dope. Like he, like he was definitely really, really, really good. And he had good style, and you know he wasn't like um, you know if it was now a dude like Clyde would be amazing on Palace, you know? Yeah, because yeah, he yeah. had like he had like the vibe, the vibe, and a, like, the vibe and the look. Because like the the weird thing is that uh, like this is during the Hammer era, he's doing this stuff and just like, like looking steezy and looking good and wearing baggy pants and baggy shorts and just like holding it down. Also, another thing that made him really stand out too, he was super southern. In your face, you know? Yeah. Because remember, like, 1990s, early aughts, that's peak California, you know? <laughs> even the dudes from, even the even the other, even other pro skaters who are from the from the South, you know, they toned it down a bit. Markovich, uh, Jamie Thomas. Nah, Clyde, you knew what time it was. <laughs> Off the rim. See, Florida? Saratoga? Yeah, Florida. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville, thank you. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a slap thread where somebody said, like, just by the number of skaters that come from Florida alone, it's like the best. Uh, it's like Florida and Jersey of all places. Yeah, there's a slew of them. So, yeah. I mean, there's like twenty or like there's like all the Tampa guys, and there's like John Newport and all those guys. Then there's like Danny Renaud, blah blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely like, generations. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. like Jamie Foy, yeah. Alyssa Steamer. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, Matt Milligan, blah blah blah. Yeah, list goes on and on. <laughs> I'm gonna throw out Montessi just because I'm, I'm I'm a John Montessi fan. So yeah, gonna, there you go. My time. Was um, what about the Kessel, the, the work, oh, Bo Turner? Shout out to all the workshop guys, uh, the yeah. Conklin brothers, right? Like the guys who used to fight. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely some tight skaters coming. Yeah, coming but yeah, I fuck with his new Clyde's Corner because I go to Food Lion or Food Dog, as we call it sometimes, Food Dog. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, yeah, it's kind of like if you don't have one, it's kind of like a mid-tier grocery store. Like it's not really like a Wegmans or a uh, what you call it. It's kind of like a little bit smaller than Kroger, but it's not really like on the same level as like a Wegmans or a Wall Bombs, I guess, in Long Island. But, like it's not one of those places. But like a big shop, usually, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a kind of like on the Shoprite level, a little smaller inside. Yeah, or maybe Albertsons out here on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so I actually just broke down the tiers of grocery stores <laughs> to my wife the other day. <laughs> Came up with a five-tier system. Are we talking? A, it's like five. A three. You got five tiers. Okay, you got to came up with five tiers. Go ahead. with that knowledge. Hit us with that knowledge. Okay. This is interesting. Top tier is basically the carpeted grocery store with. You know, everything's baller. Every different case is baller. Um, next tier down is like probably not carpeted. Cases are pretty baller. These are mostly suburban. Middle tier is just like a solid city grocery store, and then you know you 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 step down from from there for the for the lower two tiers. Um, 
and I don't think any any of the chains up here are gonna ring a bell with anybody. But uh, oh, I was try trying us, to try us. I was trying to pinpoint exactly where the Cub Foods by us stands, where it's like the pandemic never happened, where you just walk <laughs> in and like nobody's wearing a mask, people are dapping up. It's crazy. No, I, I yeah, made what's up, up, man? up part. What's that? Clean up in aisle seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the lowest tier would probably be like Aldi, if y'all Aldi? have those. Yeah, Aldi, yeah. where it's like. Yeah, bare bones. Yeah, there's like no customer service. Like, you have to, (laughs) none. Like, there's like one person working there. You have to put a quarter in the cart to remove it from like the chain to pull it in the store. But no, no, there's anything wrong with that. I mean, all these cool. Hey, man, you get it how you live. (laughs) Exactly. Get it how you live, man. But, um, so what's what's Clyde up to uh, now, y'all? What do you see him up to on the Instagram? I think he's a chef. I think he's been a chef for some time. Um, the big, um, the big change is that uh, he recently noted that he decided to get sober. Clyde had became very well known for a couple of years in there for not only his near death uh, experiences, but also just the fact that like this dude was wild, you know. And skateboarding, you know, you know, skating is uh, it's an environment where you can kind of there's not too much policing of behavior, at least when it comes to drugs and alcohol. But he was out there, apparently. Like, And he said, you know, I just got to this point where, especially with drinking, you know, it was continuously out of control. And, you know, especially in the food and beverage industry, like that's a real, that's something that in any city, you know, any size city, big or small, you know, if you're looking at cop, you know, any kind of uh, schedule one, class A, whatever one you want to call them, substances or drugs, you you find out, like, what, what are the cooks copping? You know, like, um, Anthony Bourdain talked about that a lot in No Reservations. I read that years ago. It's the book that turned me off of brunch permanently, death to brunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's a hot take. Is that a hot take? No, nah, I've never been a hot take, man. It's, it's <laughs> like, that's time to be making money. There was a period where I was working a couple different jobs when I was in D.C., oh, yeah, yeah. and... I worked at a little record store that was right next to this place called St. X where they, they would have brunch and stuff. And I'd be up like getting all the, you know, opening up the shop and people out there, you know, they were there. They got there at 11 o'clock and they stayed until who knows, like what, four, five, six, you know, Damn. and they're out there like spending money. I'm out there making money, you know, and also just like you're paying Boku dollars for just like runny eggs and, you know, lukewarm food. I'm just like, come on, man. I also like to get up early now, and I don't want to be just like, oh, I'm, I'm losing a whole weekend to just like a, a bad hangover that never ends. But yeah, like yeah. Clyde was like food, like in the food game, just like food and beverage industry. He's a chef, and he obviously looks like he's a very talented chef. I mean, like he seems like the kind of guy who just like on some Chef Raekwon, you know, just like really next level. But um, yeah, it, I, I hope he's still skating. Um, I'm going to imagine that like this is a guy who will never lose his heel flips and never lose his like his like you know his foundational tricks um but i i feel like right now is the time like i think the rank and file in skating are looking for some real talk and like we need clyde you know even when you take even if you take away the political moment that is 2020 we need clyde and now it's just like we need him more than ever we need a outspoken black man to just be out there and just like keeping it 100 (laughs) because that's always been him that's been he's been like you guys said like takes before takes like he's always been that dude except now like the world is ready for him like the world is ready for somebody like clyde to give out the takes like someone should get him on a podcast get him on like on the bunter yeah. <laughs> on this one we should be like yo clyde come through 
Yeah, we, we we've got we've got half an hour of Clyde appreciation in supermarket <laughs> ranking, man. We got you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the uh, the the cooking game, it's, it's kind of tight because like you mentioned, Anthony Bourdain, like chefs are kind of like rock stars a little bit. Hell yeah, these days, you know what I mean? Like you got him, you got Guy Fieri and shit, a couple other dudes. But uh, shout out to Guy. actually, yeah, shout out Guy for sure. Flavor Town, but um. He actually dropped a barbecue sauce recipe at the end of uh, the new Clyde Corner. And my goal is tomorrow to make it. I have most of the shit already. I don't know where to get wasabi paste, but I'll figure it out. Asia, is there so, an Asian market near you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, they probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely got There you go. Yeah. That was, <laughs> I, I, that was a, a, a pleasant surprise because I always cook barbecue gin on Friday, so. We'll uh, report back. I'll report back with the results of the uh, yeah. the barbecue sauce. There's also another parallel with the cooking game with the food and beverage industry in that um, it's a lot of a lot of the decision making and a lot of the hierarchy is very sort of informal um, because you know a lot of people are surviving off of tipped wages. Um, it really just depends on where you're at. If you're at a place that's popping, you could be making a decent living. Um, and you know, develop some really bad habits if you're not careful. Um, at the very, and also just like just like the hours, man. Like you are staying up pretty late. Like you're, you know, you're topsy turvy to most nine to five cats. And on top of that, it's kind of like as long as you can keep it together in some environments, right? As long as you can keep it together, you won't lose your job, right? And unfortunately, yeah, yeah. that has, you know, kind of created an environment where there is a lot of instances of sexual harassment, drug abuse, you know, verbal abuse of employees, you know, in some cases, just like people just wiling, stealing things. So, you know, it, it's but it's also it's like also another similarity to skating. It's very, very closed off. If you're not in it, you don't know. You would never know. You know? Yeah. Ask your so. friends who are bartenders. They have they got stories. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole it's a whole uh definitely its own subculture yeah service industry it seems like the the move of sliding from pro skating or you know just like skateboard world to restaurant world it is that closed society it is that kind of like you know more more loose more loosely policed than than other sectors of society um yeah it makes sense one one thing i wanted to wanted to slide in with just to mention um you know, it is a great moment for the Clyde's Corner to come back. And it maybe as a previous reader, it definitely like still felt right. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like it still seemed relevant. And like it I'm psyched that Transworld is putting it out for one thing. And Transworld is surviving as something that, that like remains to be interesting and in putting out stuff we're talking about. There yeah. you go. I mean, one comparison in all due respect, but, you know, Dave Carney also popped up writing for Transworld again, or not again, for the first time ever. But, you know, we're getting polemics against Olympic skateboarding sportocracy. <laughs> and it's like, I, I can't remember when, you know, when these popped up. But as far as, like, relevance in the moment, you know, railing against a canceled Olympics and the structure of sponsorships and uniforms. And it's like, I can't even wrap my head around it to really get up for it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the timing is awesome. And it it still works. I'm glad he's gotten a lot of mileage out of Clyde's Corner because what he he's been at Transworld. He was with the skateboard mag. He had a blog too. He had a blog for a minute. So yeah, and then there's that legendary beef on um, the slap message board between him and Henry Sanchez. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, 
Was it there? There was it on the slide message board or on Facebook? Because there was, was one on, on Facebook. It was on Facebook. <laughs> somebody cut. Somebody copied and pasted the entire back and yeah, forth into Slap. The and then I think it. Yeah. They, they, and then um, I think it continued on Slap, which is. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of wild. And it. Un, what's unfortunate is that. Um, it cuts really deep too, and I think that's you know you spend enough time in the van with somebody or hanging around with somebody, you just kind of know them um, on the level that you get like just traveling and skating or music or whatever. Like you're just like, dang, Clyde, that was like you did too much, man. Like yeah, he I, did I won't a little repeat too much it. And... Like I won't repeat it. Yeah. Like there, there's you know what? It's like you ever see like a you know it's like a street fight, something like a bar fight, and somebody just goes in a little too hard. Like yo yo yo, chill chill, you're doing too much. You know, you just want to pull the guy back. It's like, okay, he's already down. You know, it's over. Yeah, that was a that was a really surreal moment of, uh, I guess, the early social media era because it was like, wait a minute, <laughs> these guys are like two of my favorite skaters. They're in this really like asinine, like middle school level argument, and you're oh, like, yeah. wait a minute, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was fucking surreal. Yeah, it, it's what, like, <laughs> what was the sparking point of it? I don't know. I, I think, think it was. was I think it's it like, like uh, long story short, my understanding is they, you know, he, they had like calling each other washed up or whatever. <laughs> and it kind of uh, mushroomed from there. Yeah. Oh, it was about racism. It was definitely about oh, racism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just scanning through it right now. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not going to put words into Henry Sanchez's mouth because I'm going to be up <laughs> in the Bay Area ish next week and i don't want the dude to come looking yeah. for me <laughs> but like looking I, for me on facebook one time but that's <laughs> yeah. no yo yo henry sanchez i don't want these problems man i'm a, I'm a grown man we grown men you know <laughs> it's not happening but i will say this um henry and clyde had some differing views about racism and whether or not racism continues to exist and it kind of devolved into a back and forth and then it got super super personal and um yeah dude like it's it's kind of tough like it's it's really kind of tough because i think maybe at the time and i might be speculating here that i don't know like henry was kind of hard up i don't know what was happening in his life because he seems like he's doing all right now at least that's what seems to be the story on instagram but you know, I think you know Clyde was uh, putting out a little judgment. But you know, I always remember that line from what is it? Uh, was it John Holt? I think is it Judge Not or is it Barrington Levy? Yeah, I think it's John Holt. And it's like we all, <laughs> you know, we should judge not. Be careful what you're doing. Be careful what you're saying. You know, because yeah. we should judge not. No, it, it's uh, it's also just like come on, dude. It's like cats who've known each other for a long time beefing over Facebook in 2012. I mean, that was the order of the day, unfortunately. Yeah. That was a wild one. A lot of people uh, doing Uh We got anything else for uh, Clyde here? Oh, oh, oh. Greatest hype man of all time. Trilogy. Ronnie Krieger doing the five switch tail slides on that ledge in a row. It's like Tom Penny, uh, <laughs> Clyde, Kareem. Bunch of, day one, I think. Day like one. A bunch, of, bunch of cats just like hanging in the background. It's like I think that's why Ronnie Krieger landed those five switch tail slides. Because Clyde was just hyping him up. Me and my yeah, crew but... always said that he missed the last one on purpose. Just to stop? <laughs> just to, just had well. to, it had to end sometime. <laughs> nah, and that spot is weird. It looks it looks it looks funky too, but <laughs> in the in, I mean the twenty shot commentary, he was very uh, you know elo- eloquent about Krieger being like the quarterback of the team, blind team so to speak, you know and how fucking good he was. And he's probably one of the most underrated skaters ever. 
You know what I mean? For me, yeah. he's like God here. Yeah, absolutely. And and skateboarding does not reward loyalty. It's a damn shame because like that dude should still have a shoe, should still have a board, um, should still be, you know. I mean, like I really wonder what would have happened if if the blind part had been its own standalone video. Because like think of the longevity, think of the longevity that Lavar and Ronnie would have had off of their respective parts. Like oh, and and it was remember like the blind section was sandwiched in the middle of the video. As a standalone, it would have been hype, you know? It was so, 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 so good. Even, I don't know, even like 101, it's like a little strange that um, it was like the joint was so short. But yeah, Ronnie Krieger, he should have got he should have gotten more love. He's, like, he still deserves it now. Like, it, it's wild to me. It's wild to me that, like, I'm, yeah, I know he's still skating, he's still posting, but like, like that should be like a guy who's like, that man should always have a board. Just yeah. have a blind pension, call it a day. Hell Yeah. Yeah, Something. like the uh, world. Ret- That's what I was. I was thinking about that a while ago. Like, world should have a legends division, kind of like Santa Cruz still puts out. Like, uh, you know what I mean? All those old graphics and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. don't want to say that one guy's name, but um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Just like a other Powell, like Caballeros has a board or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? They should have a legends division with like you know all those dudes, like Krieger, Clyde, whatever. All those dudes who kind of peaked at the time when skating was the least lucrative know what i mean yeah well a lot of a lot of heads who are around then are turning 40 so rocco if you're listening (laughs) i don't know if you have any stake in the company anymore but uh now would be the time to to spark that one yeah i mean like yo hook it up man like rocco come on man i I know you're nice with the stocks man like give these guys (laughs) some tips you know like hook them up if if rocco gave me a stock tip i would uh call my broker (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean I, I don't know I, I think it's just it's 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 I don't know like uh who who okay who is Ronnie Krieger's east coast equivalent damn um it's, uh, it's kind of hard to think like of Bobby, someone who was like mad maybe like Rodney Torres yeah that's yeah. a really good one someone who's like Torres is always nice yeah someone who's like like super tech really ahead of their time in a lot of yeah. ways tech yeah. wise yeah. Torres yeah. is doing like Three flip crooks, stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's good. Is he uh, Yeah, Zara is more. I kind of think of Zara more as like an ATV. Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean he's definitely Zara is definitely a fucking legend, dude. Sure. Yeah, shout out to Ronnie Krieger wherever you yeah, at. Shout so, out somewhere in Orange County. Orange County. Yeah, I was gonna say like, come up to LA, man. They, you know what? He was probably because he's in Orange County. If he came up to LA, hook that dude up, man. Come on. I'll, 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 I would end with this. So Clyde is basically Clyde is like he's basically Uncle Clyde. He's like he's like uh, he's basically skating Shannon Sharp. You know Shannon Sharp yeah. on Fox Sports. Like yes. outspoken, funny, <laughs> undeniably southern, undeniably country. You know, but like in a lot of uh, traditional societies, um, especially whether it's Black American, West Indian, African. You know, like. The parents are kind of removed. The grandparents, great uncles and such are very much like village elders. It's you learn a lot about life from your aunts and uncles, whether it's, you know, they're the ones who traditionally have the sex talk with you when you are in a very, very like hyper traditional settings. Um, They're the ones who help introduce, you know, your soon to be your fiance to the family and those kinds of things. And, like, they're just, like, funny and, like, you know, you are able to really kind of chop it up with them. And, like, I feel like Clyde is kind of, like, he's skateboarding. He's, like, he's Uncle Clyde. He's Unc. You know, he's 
he he's you know he's got he's dropping knowledge and we're just listening which is like he's basically you know he's that dude so yeah he's uncle clyde and he's the best yeah it's a good way to end it off there so uh going from skating's uncle to skating's boss or the boss uh this week two skaters kind of in different stages of their career dropped really fucking heavy parts uh mason silva who had just dropped a welcome to real part like about a month ago came out with a five six minute part for nike and andrew reynolds posted a really cool low impact part uh, composed clips he had previously posted and some new stuff on the Instagram. Patrick, which of these parts hit you the hardest uh, right out the gate there? Mm, real recognize real? Mason. Because first of all, skating to Roxy music. Second of all, the pants and shoe game was immaculate. I mean, the fits were very, very, very on point. Um, anything backside that he does. Anything. Shove-its, uh, backside flips. Um, it, there was this one, I think it's like, uh, I think it's at the two minute mark, like two minutes, seven. And he rocks, it's like, uh, yeah, two minutes, seven seconds. It's, uh, back 180 up a set of stairs and a fakie flip down the, uh, down the other. Just awesome. And also just, um, so it turns out, um, the editing is uncredited, but Jake Rosenberg, shout out to the God. He did a little sleuthing and he uh, found out that it was actually Aaron Mesa who edited this. Um, no quote him. Shit. Actually took me one. Yep. He said, quote. Actually took me one minute to send one text. My man got one text. He had to say, all he had to do was one text. <laughs> one text to confirm. Aaron Mesa with the stealth edit, no interest in credit, fuck the world. Could be my favorite part of his that he has ever made, and it bolsters a lot of the highfalutin opinions I have of skate video makers. And yeah, like Aaron Mesa, like you guys said, all-time top three, if not probably one of the best. If like First of all, like that intro to uh, FTC2, finally. Oh, oh yeah. my God. That's, uh transcendent yeah like are there amazing editing right um excellent 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 like phenomenal taste in music yeah. phenomenal taste in music like and like this is amazing like like what a hell of a statement like also i don't understand like how does real have this many rippers on the team it's not natural yeah they got a pretty uh heavy team dude it's kind of hard to keep track like some of those guys kind of get lost in the sauce you know what i mean like um Who's that guy that just went pro or whatever? Oh, for, for real? real? Um, yeah, like um, uh, Arizona or something, Arizona guy. Oh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, there's Jack Olson, who's from here. He just went pro. Yeah, I was thinking of Jack Olson. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, yeah, they have the new, like, Chima, Zion. They, yeah, it's pretty uh, damn. Yeah, like, pretty the team nice. is stacked. It's terrifying. And, and, and stacked in a way that is, like, it's very different from back in the day. Like, all these guys are heavy hitters, you know, and are all basically at this point operating, you know, like, they're all flying at their at their highest level, which is kind of crazy to have a team that's that good. Yeah, he's definitely, like, in his window, so yeah. to speak. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, I it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. You know what I mean? Zion! <laughs> yeah, they've definitely, they've definitely got, well, what? They got a couple... Kyle Walker! Couple sodies, and I mean, at, at this point, I'm saying Mason Silva has all of the sodi bucks right now for this year. So straight um, up, he's got the most juice out of anyone, based yeah. on mostly just based on the Nike part. Because good grief, was that a fantastic austere edit? And yeah, I mean, the the edit itself definitely stood out to me without knowing it was Mesa, and I'm definitely a Mesa stan. But um, 
man, it does not feel like a five-minute part. It feels like a two-minute, 50-second part just because it music. just keeps coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was trying to come up with some type of reference point. Uh, maybe, like, it's kind of like a like a evolutionary Jeremy Ray kind of with, like, the tech, like, down big stuff. Or maybe, like, Brandon Westgate 2.0. Everyone kind of compares them to Westgate anyway, but, like, Mason is, like, a little bit more tech. You know what I mean? Oh, I like you know the Jeremy what? Ray. You're compare. right, because Jeremy Ray was on um, – he was on that company – very briefly, that company, Color. And before that, he was on Blockhead. And then that yeah. secondhand smoke part came out. And first of all, like probably the best Plan B ender part of all time. And I'm, yeah, seeing it with my chest. Better than better than Danny Way in um, Questionable. Um, who had the ender in virtual reality? Uh, no, he, he had less part in that, too. Yeah, yeah, better than both. Better than both. Yeah, you can definitely make that uh, argument. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to second guess that. <laughs> yeah, with no, the, um, I mean, like, Danny Way is awesome, but, like... Daniel Way? Daniel Way. <laughs> <laughs> what are the... What, can, I, can I go sidebar real quick? What is that, like, Sheckler, Danny Way footage from? Did, did anybody ever figure that yeah. out? Yeah. Um, who posted that? The homie, uh, Zach Harris. Shout out Zach Harris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I have n- n- Sheckler behind the music. I have no idea. Uh, hopefully, we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be talking about that on the mostly skateboarding podcast if uh, but, um, the whole thing goes up. Anyway, yeah, side yeah. just going back to the shoes. Uh, Zach Harris, skate through. We also pointed out that it's good to have like a consistent signature shoe. Mm. You know what I mean? So this guy's six with the Blazers. They're working for him. So. And they look great with the pants. Again, cannot stress that enough. Pants game on point. Because, like, whack fit, you know, I think it actually takes away points from the classic status, you know? Oh, without a doubt. There's, like, um, without naming names, you know, so so we can open up potential pod sponsors. There's, like, there's definitely, like, brand kits where it's, like, ah, shit, Flowboy over there. <laughs> looking, like, looking like he's wearing the entire box. Yeah. <laughs> his wheel sponsors entire box he put yeah it on. <laughs> yeah no the the mason he's got the right gear mm-hmm. and you can't look that bad in a, in a spitfire shirt ever but uh nope. when you're so ripping at that level it really really does work yeah if i if i can point out a couple tricks that stood out to me oh. this with that real talk <laughs> cab nose grind into the bank on like the highway barrier thing i know um yep. Twitter was saying that was Guy Mariano-esque, and there have been other greats who have done similar moves. Obviously, that cab kickflip over, like, the, the handrail bank-to-bank bank with the channel. Yeah, that was that wild. Thing. Good God. Frontside heel at Blubba, going, like, a completely counterintuitive way over that thing. Oh, and that's, that backside that's 360. That's a hard trick to do on flat. That's, like, one of the hardest flat tricks. Oh, it's impossible. I've landed. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of yeah to kind of blast just kind of blast one like that over uh, the blubba. It's pretty wild. He skates fast. He did the faking nose ground one eighty down that like Australia rail, and he just like shoots out of the frame after he lands. It's uh, it's pretty darn good, huh? Yeah. One other trick that kind of stood out was kind of towards the end, kind of just thrown in as an afterthought. Maybe was that uh like fakey hard flip down some stairs and looks like germany looks like that one spot in germany i don't know yeah. but uh yeah it was like a, that's kind of where the jeremy ray thing comes in because jeremy ray always had a really good fakey hard foot mm. so yeah that was crazy too 
Yeah, and and it was um, I think it's also the control and just like he makes everything look super super easy, like Jeremy Ray. I you know yeah, it's yeah. like hit his ability to skate super fast, skate really big stuff. And just like hit it with like amazing precision, like anything crooks that he does, you just like how like perfect timing. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think the I, I think he 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 picks up where Jeremy Ray you know left off. Not to say Jeremy Ray's done skating; he's still skating, but we still waiting for that comeback part, homie. Yeah. What of the box? So uh, yeah, kind of on the other end of the kind of career life cycle spectrum, we got Andrew Reynolds. This part, I'm gonna go on record as saying this is my favorite Andrew Reynolds part of all time. Because like, cause like, because like, okay, like I'm not. You guys know me, like the whole like jumping down stuff, like front side flips on twenty stairs, not really my wheelhouse. Blah blah blah. But not your uh, genre. this part I thought was, yeah, some not, not my preferred genre of skating that I fuck with. But this part I thought was super relatable. It's like skating down the street, you know what I mean, with the jazz. The jazz kind of goes well. It wasn't it wasn't the same song that the Gon skated to, was it? No. Um, that was um, Gon skated to Training In by John Coltrane. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. what this was, um, but I'm sure we can find out. It sounded like a riff on a standard. I, it was like, oh, I'm familiar with this, but it's not yeah, one I've yeah. heard. So. Yeah, plus it was more like piano. The Gon, I mean, the Gon was always like saxophone because it was like Coltrane. But um. Yeah, this yeah. part was pretty inspirational, you know what I mean, as a old street skater, you know what I mean? He did what does he do? Like 360 foot nose slide to Ford. Mhm. You know what I mean? It, that that's a hard ass trick coming out to fakey, but to, to like do it super proper and come out Ford was crazy, lot, I thought. And it's a lot of it's I think it's entirely downtown LA footage. Yeah, is- yeah, that's why I was sick too. You know what I mean? It's like there's people downtown LA like some of the spots are knobbed some aren't so yeah I thought it was sick dude yeah it, it makes he he makes it look less like we went and we decided to find a spot and we filmed something and we're like I'm just it's not quite you know east coast style I'm cruising around the city pushing around but it makes it 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 presents a very very different kind of um different kind of vibe for for an LA part especially for a guy of his age and it kind of begs the question you know reynolds has been sober for a really long time and i what was it um which america video did he go hard in the paint for like really like start working out swimming it was working out eight hours a day and then going and skating um must have been stay gold yeah i think it was yeah, Stagold. I think it was, yeah. Was that's the one where he kicks up that uh huge ass gap uh yeah i had one one some uc something or other was it uci probably I think it was either Davis. One of, oh, one okay. of those. Yeah, I think it was you. Okay, so completely different part of the state. Yeah, I, I wonder. Like, I think it begs the question. You know, he looks so comfortable and so relaxed, and his skating actually skating like this for him really works. Yeah, I have to wonder. Like, what if he had taken all of that training and all of that positive energy he he would, was getting from his sobriety into skating like that instead of just like hammer time, just like. Like we're gonna send Reynolds to New York and like have him film in New York or DC and just like I, I really have to wonder like I feel like he he could have had not only um I don't know if he he struggled with any major major injuries but I wonder like how different his career would have been if he had gone down that he'd followed that path. I mean I've always been a fan of like the 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 Reynolds ledge line or him skating picnic tables and that makes mm-hmm. me think of I don't know if it's my tip top favorite 
Reynolds part, but he has one in the uh, Shake Junt video that he shares mm-hmm. with Brian Herman, and they skate to International Players Anthem. Yeah, and it's a lot of it, it's a lot of kind of like A minus footage in a way. It's not like you know, it's not their best stuff. You can tell, but it's got some really rad stuff in there, and he's one of those skaters that. I'm definitely on board with with the point, Patrick. Just that, like, the lower key stuff is super rad. Um, I've been listening to a lot of NBA podcast stuff as as the NBA ramps up, and it got me thinking that like old Earthbound Reynolds kind of has mm-hmm. like a Tim Duncan element to his skating game right now. It's all like big fundamentals, just like 360. You know, like mm-hmm. tray flip on flat. I'm trying to think of an actual line. You know, backtail fakie, frontside half cab flip, a forest there, but it's all like platonic, perfect skateboarding. I don't yeah. know. Good blunt slide, you know, just like quality. And just like, yo, Reynolds skating curb cuts mm. is amazing. It is beautiful. And like, this is like, actually, this is actually something that really illustrates the power of Instagram, right? He's just putting this out there. We're enjoying it. We're seeing him, you know, uh, you know, coming into his into his late, you know, his late career period. And it's still fun. It's still great. Um, he looks good in Vans. I think he, I really kind of wish he had gone with Adidas, but he looks mm-hmm. really good in Vans. I don't know. Just like, just like, it would be, it would be, it would have been interesting. What if I would have, it would have been interesting to see him like completely outside of um, a core skate brand and just be like, I'm going to Adidas and Nike just to see. Not a question of whether one is better than the other, but just, it would, it would be interesting. I'm interested yeah, in seeing his Vans contract. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know the parameters of that. Super flow. Yeah. Yeah. Back. The, um, the NBA thing, because that's pretty interesting. Uh, you know what? Like, tons of players, like, like Vince Carter, Melo, they kind of have to, like, learn, like, how to shoot threes, how to, like, be valuable. You know what I mean? When they can't jump as high or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know I think what I mean? the, the Vince Carter analogy is nice, because that dude completely yeah. shifted gears. Yeah. he. I'm pretty sure he, like, just practiced it. You know, I mean, taught himself how to shoot threes and kind of change his game around to uh, like valuable. So it's kind of like that. That's another fun analogy for everyone else, I guess. It's, it's switching the mindset, you know, where it's yeah. like, okay, I'm no longer the dude, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to do this and I can do it differently while retaining some elements of like, you know, what I used to be able to do. And yeah, it's dope. It's aging gracefully. Yeah, which is, I think uh, skating has a lot more room for that now. Because I think for a while, especially like peak hammer era, it was kind of like go big or go home, literally. Like yeah. careers were ended just because you couldn't, you know, some folks didn't want to huck themselves down El Toro or some, you know, huge set of stairs or some huge hubba, something like that, or UCI. And now it's because, again, like democratization of skating, because it, the internet, specifically social media, is showing so many different types of skating and that, uh, Considering the fact that um, people are skating longer, careers are longer, you know, regular, regular amateurs, you know, people who have never been sponsored, will never be sponsored, continue to skate, you know, quit skating, start skating again or start skating at an old age. You know, it's it's really it's widened the possibilities. And that's I think certain pros are really embracing it. Um, it, it's always been like that for, say, for like pool skating and vert skating. Right. But now with street skating, as street skating has matured, you know, it's actually allowed, you know, it's, you know, it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot more open. And I think that that's 
probably a huge relief for a lot of people who were thinking like, oh, man, I got to go do some huge set of stairs for this video part, whatever. And I was like, man, I'm just going to throw in like a nice little line or something, put that on the gram, you know, give the streets what they want. And that's yeah, that's good. I think that's a that's a really, really positive development because, you know, like think about like the change in tone from someone like Andrew Reynolds when a couple like two two or three years ago he was saying like I'm not sure you know what kind of you know what's my next part going to be is there going to be like a final part am I going to retire and now it's just like Instagram and also this new flow in skating has created a window it's like it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to be last part material all the time you know I want to say having been a one-time rep flow dude Getting on a new shoe company for Reynolds, I bet that was pretty big just in terms of like, all right, clean break. Mm-hmm. Like, I no longer have to, you know, stay gold, film hammers. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet that was a big, like, it, I bet I shouldn't psychoanalyze on the podcast, but like. No, that's what we're here for, dude. Psychoanalyze. Oh, good, okay. Goldwater rule doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I bet it was just like, oh, this is different and now i'm in a different section of my career because i'm wearing different shoes i'm not wearing the same shoes that i've been wearing for 20 years like okay i can do something different i'm i'm confident in my uh <laughs> analysis there before we started recording patrick you, you 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 said this was a touchy subject but i feel like we've we've been on its doorstep of bringing it up gotta do it gotta do it so reynolds putting stuff out it's definitely a gear in a lower gear than we're used to but we're all enjoying it we're talking about it how differently would we think of modern girl, modern Lakai, if Rick Howard were putting things out on a similar level, or Mike Carroll putting out more? Like, I, I think it's a total lost opportunity with those guys, and won't psychoanalyze what they're doing, but uh, I think it'd put those companies in a different light. Radically different light. I think we would be way less critical, way more forgiving of anything that's been happening in uh, the Krell Tap camp, and... On one hand, I understand, like, these guys basically have given their entire lives. They've been sponsored pro skaters since they were teenagers. You know, they're what? They're both 40-plus now. Yep. Um, they've been running Tap since, what, 93, you know, which is a, yeah. a massive commitment. You know, they've had to... They've had to make the difficult phone calls. They've had to. They've had to be the adults in the room where basically a lot of their teammates and employees were wiling out and i reckon that that's probably something that can really kind of wear on you and also you know like this i don't know i i mean like i rewatched goldfish last weekend and one thing i noticed comparing goldfish to virtual reality is how lighthearted and how fun goldfish was and yeah like we can complain that guy mariano had like three tricks in there and even he realized that he had to step his game up but you know, like mike and rick both had fun parts like mike was going hard in the paint you know like him and costin really like they really tied that video together but like the general video like it seems fun it seems homespun and like the spike jones skits are really funny and like i love the one like the parable the one about the the pogo stick with lance mountain <laughs> yeah that's a good one you... sticking's whack bro <laughs> over it but uh but yeah, like you like... fast forward fast forward to like fully flared and uh and yeah, right. And how big of productions they'd become, and it's almost like it's almost like getting a really big producer, right? 
and feeling all this pressure and you sink all this money into the album and you're working on it and working on it. It's taking forever. Like it's basically like they're, they're operating at like Chinese democracy levels, man. And sometimes the people <laughs> just want appetite, you know, like it doesn't have to be big and grandiose and take years off of our life, man. Just give us appetite, man. Give us slash and axle and we're good. And like, I think, I think girl chocolate, they need to do something similar. Just like, just give us like was the doll that came out last year was like a step in the right direction, right? Did uh did Carol have any footage in that or was that the, I think he had he and Rick had like a little kind of a little part something. Or something. I think yeah. Carol had he had a line where he like kick flipped a bench. I don't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. Kick flipped one thing and then frontside flipped the same thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. a different one of I don't know if Rick Howard had a had a clip in there. And now I almost feel bad with the <laughs> with the question, Patrick, because you laid it out so well. These guys have given their lives to skateboarding and all that. But I, I stand by. It still seems like a shame um, that we just don't get to see them. Because you know, I mean, you know, the guy, got to think the guy still skates. Yeah. You, yeah, get, I mean, your, uh... you get your bits and pieces, like a heel flip pivot fakie in some edit. Mm-hmm. That's the last clip I can remember. And if I could say one more thing... <laughs> your rundown patrick it did remind me there's kind of like a crazy tragic streak that like runs through that whole crail tap family of of companies you know from keenan milton's death to just friendships breaking down Corey kennedy like they mm-hmm. they've People... done some real life shit over there they've dealt with some real life yeah like i said they they had to be they had to grow up very very fast i mean like pretty much since day one like um and then you know they kind of talk about how their whole beef with rocco in 92 93 probably could have been solved with a very straightforward and simple conversation but how many of us were doing that when we were 19 or 20 right never mind you know pushing 40 and there is a recent clip of recent ish it's a crail tap it's a um, youtube joint it's called crail taps clip of the day a day with gons and it's rick howard skating around with gons in new york and it looks like he's just effortless he just like just like that beautiful style of his and i don't know i mean again like on one hand you don't want to necessarily psychoanalyze somebody from afar goldwater rule on the other hand like we're all adults here right we all have real lives and real problems and bills and responsibilities and these guys have been you know, very successful business owners for a significant amount of time in a volatile industry. And I'm sure it wears on your desire to want to produce footage and do such, you know, do stuff um, when you've had to deal with, I mean, everything, like pretty much like the full spectrum of tragedy. They've had a lot of successes, but, you know, a lot of peaks, a lot of valleys, you know. Mm -hmm. know, Yeah, going back to, um, (laughs) real quick, that clip of Gons and Rick Howard, like it's the old slap board mantra like people just want to see you skate you know what i mean yeah like that's basically what it is with guys like rick mike gino andrew reynolds does like you know even like i even say like sean sheffy or sheffy giving it to us man yeah sheffy's still (laughs) he's still out there doing it he's still doing it gino people said like i I would rather watch gino push gino puts out a joint when he was coming out of rehab of him skating around like way out in the middle of nowhere uh northern la county just him pushing skating fast i mean come on like give the like rick you need to give the people what they want man yeah but uh carol like his whole vibe like i don't think he will put out something whack or like you know i mean below his standards never has you know yeah, I mean, yeah, because he's definitely been, like, self-critical. Again, to psychoanalyze, whatever. 
Never put out a bad Pat- part. Yeah, Patrick, you're going to have to tell me what the Goldwater rule is after the show. But anyway. Oh, no, it's yeah. very simple. It it's, uh, comes from the 1964 presidential election um, in which um, it's an offhanded rule that basically that you are not allowed to psychoanalyze somebody that you have never um, actually had on the couch in front of you. Um, I think somebody was trying to there was a group of psychologists who were trying to come up with some sort of diagnosis for Barry Goldwater and his whole crazy presidential campaign ads. And they said, nope, nope, nope. You know, that's the rule. We follow it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, people stick to it to this day, even though, you know, evidence points otherwise that yeah. a certain commander in chief is out to lunch. It's It's been a hot topic over the past three and a half years. I think it's kind of yeah. kind of roared yeah. back to relevance. Seriously. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. But, like, like, but like when uh, skating, like we don't want to, you know, we don't want to assume. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I think one, if I can add one thing just on the, you know, we're psychoanalyzing, but we're also like, we do get to come from it from the perspective of fans. Like, mm-hmm. and fandom's not always rational. And sometimes you just want to be like, dude, I want to see you skate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that. Yeah. Like, uh, going back to Carol or whatever, like his whole vibe has always been really like, just based on interviews or whatever, really like self-deprecating. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Perfectionist. He's a perfectionist. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. He's like, uh, like a lot of great artists, like a lot of the best writers, guitar players, whatever, like they think they suck. You know what I mean? That, that's like their whole thing, like goes along with the perfectionism thing. Yeah, so. I think like, they I should get Mesa mm-hmm. and, they, and they should do another duo part just like in Finally or in yeah, that, um, or in Mouse. Like, I mean, because I think he was hurt around that time because that's why he had uh, they, they, they had shared parts in those two videos. But good yeah, God, but like the fits. The trick selection, just like the vibe. I mean, it like those two, you know, they work so well together. If they, you know what, those two could save the summer if they dropped, if they dropped a duo <laughs> part. Like they a, dropped, you know, not even. I'm not even talking like a timid, like not even like a Tim and Henrys. Just like the two of them driving around, skating, well edited, you know, throw like uh, some Andre Nicotina in the soundtrack. <laughs> hey, give yeah. him, give him I a moment. Give him a month with Mesa, and just whatever comes out. Yeah, one month. Clean not even edit. okay. Not even not even a month. These guys are proper adults now. Uh, four weekends, you know. Yeah. Space well, out over a month, just yeah. like every weekend, just like yo, it's like y'all two go out, give it your all, come out with something for back to school. Save 2020. So they could yo save 2020. Not necessarily that uh, Krell Tap needs saving. They're doing. I'm sure they're doing just fine. But yo. Watch how people will reevaluate your brand. You come out with something fire, you know? Yeah. I always uh, wonder what would have happened if Mesa hadn't left Crail Tap and did one more video. And I mean, who knows? One of the great uh, what ifs, you know? Yeah, kind of. In the industry. Pin- pinpointing what is missing has been interesting. Cause What's missing? The fun. Yeah, well. <laughs> the fun. Yeah, like every the way the way people, the way that former writers have discussed the process. Like I was just reading that Mark Johnson interview from Thrasher a couple of months ago. The way people talk about the process, you know, uh, of making videos that take a long time and how much it wears on you and, and how the passage of time kind of erodes your passion for the project. Like, like girl was the originators they came, they were the ones who were coming out with videos that are in the, the that like uh like alzheimer's right like those dudes on alzheimer's you know they're having fun bronze you know those guys are having fun girl chocolate they did that and you knew that they were getting down too you knew that they were wilding out after they were skating you know 
And you know, they could they could all they need to do is bring back that fun. You know, I know that they take themselves much more seriously now, but like that's the thing that's missing. Let us just let us just know. Show us. You know, in yeah, the they, they definitely game. have some. Uh, oh, sorry, but they definitely <laughs> have some like some new rippers on the squad, like that Niels Bennett kid is yeah. fucking off. Uh, Carly, Brianna, some Brianna, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, she's they, having fun. Yeah, like they know how to pick them. Still, I think, know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, I think you know we brought up Dahl and how maybe at the time it got lost in the mix, but it's it's definitely definitely a, a better than better than it, its reputation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's the first post Ty Evans girl video, and it's definitely got a different vibe. Yeah, they're trending in the right direction. Yeah, like yeah, Ty sure. Evans did. You know, Ty Evans was the right person for the job at the time, and now it's like they got to take it back to the essence. They need to, re- you know, they need to remind us. You know, they need to remind us older heads, and they need to introduce, you know, educate the young folk about what Crail Tap is about, what uh, what what the, what their vibe is. Because uh, I think that's something that's it's it's something that um, you know. It can really it's it's tough when you take yourself seriously creatively because people either will be down with your work or they won't. I mean, like look what with like with numbers, right? Like numbers has a very serious and that's you know Mariano and uh, Costin, you know, Krell Tap alumni, OGs, right? And it's like it has like a very serious like you guys have hung out with uh, UX or graphic designers. Like there's like a serious kind of like. It's like, yo, we workshopped this and we sat down, we had some serious meetings about it. I was like, you know, it doesn't have to be so serious. I understand it because, you know, these guys are older folks and, you know, they want to present themselves as real cats. But, like, bring back the fun. Bring back the fun. And just put stuff out there, man. It's, it's... I mean, if, if, if right now anything goes more so than ever, so put it out. Have fun. A whole video of, of Rick Howard dressed as the mouse from Mouse. Yeah, I'm here for it. I, I would I would want to see that. <laughs> you know yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, I was gonna do, say what you were gonna say, and then I was gonna segue. I, no, I, I think I think what they need. I think what Krelltap needs is what uh, who was that? Uh, in Metallica and some kind of monster, right? Oh, you know, the like, like the in-house therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a brand, a you know, band therapist, a brand therapist. Like when it brings a not like a scary consultant. Nobody wants that. Like office space, you want somebody to just come in and say, "How are you? Are you feeling? Like what are you stoked on today? Can you tell me about that?" They're like, they're gonna repurpose the Crail cow. Exactly. You know, just be like, "Yeah, Mike, Rick, you know, some great stuff. You know, I saw some of the samples at the warehouse, and it seems like you guys are trending in the right direction. But I really want to know, like." short term what's keeping you like what's keeping the fire how is you stoked stoked? (laughs) yeah shout out shout out some kind of monster that's one of like the funniest or unintentionally funniest documentaries ever (laughs) but it's like it's true like um you know it's like guys who got into it for fun and then all of a sudden you know 20 or 30 years later they're so in their own heads that you yeah. know, it's just it, difficult to function. It, it's amazing that they rebelled against virtual reality and like the gnarliness of it. And then <laughs> they made fully flared 15 years later where like they, <laughs> everybody rebelled because of the gnarliness of it. Yeah. So, I it learned it like, from you, Dad. Tri- <laughs> trips on bigger ledges. I learned it from you, okay? <laughs> oh, circles, bro. Life, 
fucking moves in circles. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Mike T is somewhere laughing and just be like, see, I was right. I trained you well. Yeah. yeah shout out Mike T. Fucking. Uh, yeah. One of the best, but the best game videographers ever. Definitely yeah. Influencing for. And a great coach. For sure. Oh, yeah, dude. For sure. Anyway, a, uh, a Carol and Rick part is uh, something that pretty much everyone would be stoked on. In the meantime, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike, what are you stoked on this week? I'm stoked on observing the night sky. It's making me feel like an ancient or something with the, the slow movements of the heavens. Um, saw Jupiter and its moons for the first time ever with like my own eyes after um, sneaking into my nephew's bedroom and borrowing his telescope one night when I was like, you know, we'd been looking at the moon. I was like, oh, wait, there's Jupiter. Oh, Galileo did this with a budget <laughs> telescope. <laughs> My nephew's got one, so that that was one of the highlights of my recent vacation to Kentucky, Louisville. But then the other night, I also saw the uh, comet that's viewable, I think. Maybe it's getting more into the southern U.S., but it's definitely available for viewing with binoculars up here in Minnesota. That is Comet C-2020 F3. You can catch it right off my my driveway, and um, pretty faint dot. A little less faint, and you can see the tail with uh, with binoculars, and it's got like a seven thousand year periodicity. I'm trying to sound smarter than I am about it, but um, kind of pretty damn cool to see something like that because it doesn't happen every day. Which, Patrick, which which moon of Jupiter did you see? Was it Io, or were you able to tell? Or so there's four of them that you can see the um, Galilean moons. Um, and yeah, I'd have to look it up, but I think Io is one of those. And it, yeah, yeah. When, when I was able to see them, hear me Google, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of like Jupiter in the center and then two dots on either side. It was pretty cool. And they are Io, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto. Shout out to Callisto. Yeah. Got I mean, you. pretty much any of the, any of the gas giants have pretty dope moon names across the board. Sick. Patrick, what are you stoked on? Man, I'm actually stoked on a lot this week. Um, I'm stoked on I'm stoked on Dipset mixtapes. Um, been diving into those heavy. Uh, my brother used to bring him uh, used to bring him home from uh, when he would hang out around Columbia, Harlem, and such. And like he just like just go to the street vendors and buy a bunch of Dipset uh, CDs. So burnt, amazing, off of whatever was cool on the radio. Um, Atlas, the skate shop up in uh, San Mateo, just draw, they, they just launched a capsule collection. It's the Atlas Community Service Project. And uh, I actually helped out on writing some of the copy for that project, as well as sitting in on a lot of the design review. Uh, shout out to those guys and to any skate shop and skate brands that are actually doing a little extra, who are not just uh, saying Black Lives Matter, but are also like contributing uh, money and actually trying to raise awareness within their communities. Um, this week was not only Bastille Day, but also the second anniversary of France winning the 2018 World Cup, which is, I like to say is the second best day of 2018, the first being my wedding day. Um, <laughs> also watched a bunch of highlights from go. 98, Euro 2000. And then uh, Arsenal beat Liverpool this week, and it was beautiful. I was so happy. Like It was actually like a good week for sports. The <laughs> Gunners. Shout out the Gunners. Yeah. goon squad all day every day <laughs> yeah, yeah like no like for soccer it was actually like a really awesome week. oh and um and uh, madrid won la liga today shout out to the god zinedine zidane you know he's still winning he's still winning he's still, still, he's still playing not coach he's, nah, still he's coaching man he's coaching 
Oh, he's coaching. I was like, what? Okay, yeah. Nah, like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> head button pools in like 03. <laughs> the head, oh, the head man, he broke my heart in 06, that World Cup final. That was and that was like a and that was a recurring thing. He he got red carded in uh, the ninety-eight World Cup in a game against Saudi Arabia. So, you know, this was like a known issue, but that man, oh the boss. Although really it's uh, Lilian Turam who um the real hero of the ninety eight World Cup for his uh his two goals against Croatia. Um but yeah, Jason, what you stoked on? Yeah, before I get into what I'm stoked on this week, uh gotta make a couple corrections from uh, a couple weeks ago last time I was on the show. Uh you know, like you hear stuff and then it kind of floats around in your brain and then it kind of comes back out. You don't remember where you heard it. Uh I said uh Yalte was like Ronnie Krieger on steroids. That's that phrase was actually coined by Anthony the writer Papalardo in a Jenkum article from like 15 or 16. So shout out Anthony. Let me make a little correction there. Also, I mean, the proper, uh, yeah, proper citation, making a proper cite attribution slash citation there. Also, I kind of said that uh, no one was fucking with like Henry Sanchez, part and pack of lies, like 5 0 to back 70, no grime. Slap Pal happenstance actually pointed out, shout out to all the Slap Pals, pointed out that MJ did that in his fully flared part, like kind of towards the end. So Henry Sanchez did it better. Yeah, I guess you make that argument. Saying it with but, my uh, chest. Trying to trying to get in good graces before that trip to the bay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want no smoke, Henry. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell how it, MJ did it because it was only in slow motion. Like you kind of have to, I'd have to see it uh, non-slow-mo to make the determination there. But anyway, stoked on the Venture Truck Company out of San Francisco, California. Uh, also stoked on lifting. I'm back in the gym. I sprained my wrist or like hurt the tendons in my wrist or some shit like a couple months ago. So I just got back in the gym about a week ago. So pretty stoked on that. Also stoked on... I finished Watchmen, so I needed a new show to watch. I can only watch one prestige television series at a time. I got way into that show, The Man in the High Castle, on Amazon, because I'm into pretty much every, like, gnarly dystopian book, movie, whatever. And, um, yeah, this one's pretty gnarly. So that's a good one if you're into wild dystopian scenarios and whatnot. If you haven't heard of it, it's based on, like, a Philip K. Dick short story or book. I think it was a book. But anyway... Mm -hmm. It's based on, like, an alternate future where Germany won World War II and, like, Germany and Japan kind of split America and control it at the same time. So it's pretty gnarly. Um, that's about it. Well, that's our, that's our <laughs> show for this week. Be sure to check MostlySkateporting.net for links to things we talked about today and other show notes. Shout out Templeton for holding down the show notes every week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Facts. In the meantime... You can find us online all week on Twitter, Instagram, that kind of shit. Patrick, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks and on Instagram at P Kigongo. Um, <laughs> Mike, where can, we, where can we find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at M Munzenrider. Jason, what are your internet coordinates? On the Instagram at Frozen and Carbonate, on the Twitter at Carbonite1994, and writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. Got a couple in the works. Hopefully, we have a couple of things up by uh, end of the quarter. 
early September. So be checking back. All right, that's our show for this week. We'll see you guys next week. All right, y'all. Be safe. Later. Be safe. <laughs>